to all of you beautiful souls, and welcome to The Haunted Ride, a spiritual and paranormal podcast. My name is Melissa, and thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have your tea, and I hope you have your snacks. We are really, really close to getting into fall, and fall for me is one of the best times of the year. All of the leaves are falling, and I happen to be a little bit of an earth child, so that typically makes me a little sad. But I do believe in the whole, like, renewal, rebirth, and you guys have heard that tons of times on the show. But three of my favorite things happen around this period of the year. The first one is pumpkin everything. The second one is an actual tolerable weather in Florida. And the third one is all the horror, the spook, the scary, and everything that you can think of magically appears around this time of the year. All of my favorite shows come back. All of my favorite movies, It number 2 just came out. I haven't watched it yet, but from the trailer, at least, the creepy old woman, I'm sorry, that scared the shit out of me. So, for that reason, we are going to get into some awesome paranormal stories today, just to welcome in fall, because it is literally right around the corner. We are going to be talking about a ghost who likes to prank people, a ghost who likes to wake people up in the middle of the night, which you know how I feel about that. Two attachment ghost stories, one from a cemetery and one from a game. And finally, one ghost who got in the middle of two people's relationship. We'll listen to a quick promo and then we'll dive into the show. See you guys in a couple seconds. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey folks, how's it going? My name is Augie and I host a podcast called The Short Stories of Augie Peterson. Once upon a time, I had two blogs. Then one day, I started listening to podcasts. They seemed like a lot of fun and would combine the thing I was always afraid to share with the world, my writing, with the thing I had no choice but to share, my theater background. So I decided to combine them into a podcast for those millennials that don't have time to read two blogs. I read the original short horror stories I write every other Tuesday and review really terrible horror movies from Netflix, Redbox, Amazon Prime, and even the dollar store with massive amounts of snark every other Thursday. On the first Saturday of each month, I tell my listeners about five new indie artists that I have interviewed that I think they should know about. So if you like terrible horror movies, learning about new artists, really good horror stories, and total nerds, this is the podcast for you. Check out the short stories of Augie Peterson wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, go to augiepeterson.wordpress.com. Toodaloo! And we're back. I hope you enjoyed the promo. Our first story is by Amy Berry. Amy, thank you so much for your submission into the show. Back in the early 90s, I was in 5th or 6th grade. I was over at a friend's house hanging out. I don't remember how this started, but one of the girls wanted to talk to someone using face cards. Now, I had to Google what face cards are, and those are normally the king, the queen, etc. in a 52 cards deck. Now, for anyone who's wondering why someone would get this idea, This is actually, for some people who don't have tarot cards, they will talk to spirits or their spirit guides using the 52-card deck. And each card will mean something very similar to how tarot cards or oracle cards work. 
This, although, is also a part of the reason why people think that tarot cards can be dangerous or evil, because cards, and when you're using tarot cards or oracle cards, there's an intention in that deck. And there's an intention when that card is created, there's an intention when that card is used. If you don't really know that or know how to set that intention, you can end up just contacting any spirit that's around you, not necessarily good or bad, just anything that's around you, where tarot cards, their sole intention is to help you be able to contact your spirit guide and listen to kind of like your higher consciousness. So that's the difference between the two, and that's where sometimes you can get a little bit of a different situation or experience when you use a normal deck of playing cards. Now that we're done with that explanation, let's get back to the story. One color was yes, and the other no. I don't remember all the questions asked. I do remember her asking if they were in the room. It said no. If they were in the top half of the room, again, no. The middle, yes. The bottom, no. I had a hard time picturing this, and all of it just seemed odd. On the walk home, I felt like something was on my shoulders. I had the impression it was the middle section. I told it that it could not come home with me and to leave me alone. I'd forgotten all about this until I came across your podcast and wanted to help every time you asked for stories. Thank you. And I'll get to that in a second too, but thank you so much for this. I felt bad I didn't have one. Then this old memory popped in my head. I hope you enjoyed it. So Amy, thank you so much for your story again. Thank you for sending it in. Yes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm always asking for stories because I love stories. By the way, slight pitch. Again, love stories. If you have one, go to thehauntedride.com. Just press the send us your story link and submit it. But please don't feel bad if you don't have one. If you just listen to the podcast because you like listening, I'm okay with that too. I just like to hear other people's stories too. Because it's good to have a good balance and listen to other people's stories and not just my own. And also like it provides me validation just like I hope that my stories and my experiences provide you guys validation. I really actually really really like this story because uh, it clearly was something that was just sort of around and was like oh I like this particular person so let me come with them and she was like "Mm, no 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 go away. A lot of ghosts that's just what they'll do they'll go away if you ask them to. I really tend to humanize ghosts a lot because that's really what they should be. They are their personality. Now, they can be a little stronger in that personality, but they are actually their personality. For the most part, if you ask the ghost to go, it's just going to kind of be like, okay, well, you clearly recognize I'm here, which is a lot of what ghosts want, but you don't like that I'm here. And so like that kind of, it's kind of like if you were to tell someone to go, like to go away or dismiss them. They're going to go away. They're not going to come back around you because like that hurt their feelings. So it's kind of what works with a ghost. Our next story is from Marie Sterling, who Marie sent in another story before. So thank you, Marie, for sending in all your stories and always chatting with me and just being so sweet. This happened a couple of years ago when I was dog and house sitting for my aunt and uncle while they were out of town. I had just gotten settled into bed and was watching a show on my tablet when I heard the dogs go completely apeshit. (laughs) Someone pounded on the front door and a man's voice bellowed, Sheriff's Department, is everyone okay? Half asleep from my sleep meds kicking in. I go downstairs in a t-shirt, boxers, and flip-flops, cell phone in hand, to see what the hell was going on. A sheriff's deputy was standing at the front door, and his cruiser was parked at the end of the driveway, lights swirling. Come to find out that a 911 call had come from my family's address. 
and the number that had called it was mine. Here's the catch. I hadn't called anyone except my bestie, and that had been hours before. I even unlocked my phone and showed the deputy my call log, which showed no 911 call had been placed. He was very apologetic about disturbing me and verified that everything was fine before taking down my information and wishing me a good night. Side note, my aunt and uncle's house is haunted by a guy named John, who's a bit of a prankster at times. I've had a few other experiences with him, but nothing on that scale. Anyhow, once I went back inside and upstairs to the room I was staying in, I said out loud, That was a really good joke, John, but please don't do it again. Here's where it gets really weird. My aunt and uncle returned a few nights later, and I told them all about what happened. Come to find out that when they had a landline at the house, 911 calls had been placed from their number so often that the police stopped responding. They thought it was my cousins playing pranks at first, but sometimes these calls happened even when nobody was home or the phone lines were down. To date, no further emergency calls have been made from anyone's phone, and my dealings with John will have to be for another time. So Marie, thank you for this story. We have talked about John, lovely, lovely John, the prankster, and John just seems to be like completely a ghost. He's a ghost. He has very human characteristics. Marie's actually shared a lot of details about John with me, and it doesn't surprise me that this happened to her family too, because if it's happening to her and she's just coming to visit, then I'm sure it happened to the family members who actually lived there. Especially for it to happen so often, the police were like, look, I'm not coming. You guys always call. I'm not coming anymore. Which does suck, because if they had an emergency, thank goodness they didn't. But if they did have one, the cops might not come because they're so used to being prank called. I'm sure the only reason why this cop came was because Marie had her cell phone and it came from the cell phone, not a number they were familiar with. Much like in the first story, you know, she told him to knock it off and he stopped. And again, that's a lot of what ghosts will do. You know, they, they will, it's kind of like if you give them an inch, she'll take a mile. As long as you establish boundaries with your ghosts, then you can typically, for the most part, live pretty just fine with them. You know, you can both inhabit the same space without having too much of a problem. It's just you have to know if it is actually a ghost or it's not. That's where the hard part comes into play. Okay, so now we're going to read some ghost stories from Reddit. The first one is from at strawberrypie666. Okay, first post here. So hi, guys. I've recently moved from my home state at the beginning of the month to live with my brother due to stress. Things had been going rather well up to two days ago. His girlfriend and I hiked up a hill near the apartments in search of Pokemon <laughs> for the infamous mobile game. I'm laughing because I'm not going to lie. If I wasn't to Pokemon Go, I'd be hiking all over the place to go find the Pokemon. If you kept walking up the hill, there would be a cemetery, and me being the adventurous one I am, I convinced her to take a walk around the inside with me. Immediately after we stopped inside, things felt very out of place. It was eerie as all cemeteries should be, but the feeling was stronger. I didn't pay much mind to it, considering it was the middle of the day, so we kept walking. Soon we reached the tallest hill where the mausoleum was located. Again, I convinced her to walk inside with me. We didn't last five minutes. Inside, as it was freezing cold and right as the door shut behind us, we immediately heard footsteps run towards us. Nope. <laughs> I just would have noped out of that situation real quick. I wouldn't have gone to the cemetery to begin with, but if you're going to shut the door behind me, mm -mm, no, I'm, I'm going to leave now. That's when we decided it was enough of that and we left to go walk around downtown and away from all of this. 
That's a bit of the backstory. It's officially been two days since then. During the span of two days, I was awoken to a hand on my shoulder attempting to wake me up, and when I woke up, no one but me and my brother's friend, who was dead asleep, was present in the living room. Also, somewhere at around 3 a.m., as confirmed by another friend, there was a huge crash which woke both me and its friend up. I just thought it was one of those sounds that you hear in your dream that for some reason sound real. But when I woke up in the morning, I found the whiteboard pinned to the wall on the ground. We have a fan, but the fan was pointing away from the wall and quite a distance away. My brother owns a pit bull, who's very kind, and she treads towards the bathroom snarling, which was weird. What makes things even more odd is my brother's friend is very skeptical about the paranormal, but he claims to be hearing footsteps and noises in the bathroom while everyone is sleeping. He also said that the dog was staring into the bathroom while he was inside, but he wasn't looking at him. She was looking at what was behind him, which freaked him out. This was strange to me, and now as I'm typing, it's 4am, and I've woken up to countless noises, such as the glass moving in the kitchen. I asked him if he's been making all the noises, and he said he wasn't. I've also felt gentle touches on my back, and I know for a fact it wasn't him or the dog. Do you think we might have brought something back from the cemetery? How do you suggest we get rid of whatever it was? Mind you, the longest place we spent regarding the cemetery was around the children's graves. Some graves were buried beneath dirt, so my brother's girlfriend dusted them off, so they were visible again. A couple of things about this. Not all cemeteries are actually haunted. Just like not all houses are haunted. In all actuality, I mean, ghosts normally go somewhere they, they love to be. Unless they had some sort of treasure or something, or they don't know they died. Then they might be wandering around the cemetery, or they might be in the cemetery, but they normally, I mean, it's just like you wouldn't want to go somewhere that reminds you of all the sad times or something that's incredibly sad or traumatic for you. You'd want to get away from that and go where you feel like you're home. So that's a lot of times where ghosts will be. I actually tend to feel the saddest for ghosts that can't leave cemeteries if they're actually ghosts. Now, on that same note, there are other things that can haunt a cemetery because it is a, a sad place. There's a lot of sad energy. There's a lot of dark energy. There's a lot of grief. And you can kind of figure out what can breed in those spaces. I think that you definitely got something attached to you. I think that you definitely brought something back with you, especially in the other two stories, they spoke to what was with them and told them no. And it's just like with Ouija boards, where if you read the instructions, it'll tell you you have to say goodbye. Goodbye in the spirit world actually holds like a lot of power. It's like a final thing. There's like a finality and a closure in that. And so if you don't say goodbye, then it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe you don't want to continue this now, but you might want to continue this later. So just in case you, you want to, I'm going to hang around you. And that sort of sounds like what the ghost did to you. I, in all honesty, if it's not doing anything bad, I would just talk to it and try to establish a boundary and be like, hey, I know you were in a really sad place. I understand why you left, but, you know, you can't stay here. There's a better place for you. There's a better home for you. And I would just be really firm in that, but compassionate in it too, because it is a ghost and you don't want to make it angry. The only thing that slightly concerns me is the fact that you're a pit bull. I think it's your brother's pit bull, who is very kind, is charging towards the bathroom and snarling. Now, animals do see and sense spirits. And if the dog is territorial, 
in the way of it, it's loyal to the family and wants to protect the family, it can react in a more protectively aggressive manner, which would explain the snarling and etc. And also sometimes ghosts are just weird for animals too, just like they're weird for us. They're like, well, what are you doing here? Like, get the fuck out. But that slightly throws me off a little bit because it makes me wonder if just one thing followed you home or more than one. And I also don't really know why ghosts love the bathroom so much. I I don't know. There's like some sort of like weird, we're, we're getting into a weird conversation here for a second, but I swear to you, there's some sort of like weird energy that happens when you get into bathrooms. There's so many people I talk to who are creative who are like, I get my best ideas while, while I'm sitting on the toilet or taking a shower. I don't know if it's because that's the place where we wash, we wash all of ourselves off. We cleanse ourselves. Like, I don't know if that same energy that we put into cleansing ourselves and cleansing our bodies somehow like charges that space. I mean, just like the rest of your house is a very big space for energy. So if you are stressed out all the time or you're stressed out in a particular room, every time you go in there, like you'll have that if you're sad, etc. I don't really know what it is about bathrooms, but a lot of ghosts like bathrooms. <laughs> they really, really do. So that's the only thing that kind of like concerns me a little bit is, is your dog's reaction. It sounds like the, the ghost is a little too friendly. And that's actually why I really think that there should be some sort of boundary established. Or you could just do like a quick cleansing of yourself with salt. But it does seem like you have a ghost that's attached to you and or really likes you. And then a presence that just really likes to be very vocal inside of the house. I don't particularly feel like there's just one spirit. I think there's more than one. Our next story is from Siren Song. So brief background. I work for a company that answers phones and takes messages for businesses when they're closed, out to lunch, after hours, etc. We enter for a variety of companies in different fields, including funeral homes. The situation has happened twice. That I had talked to a person myself on the phone and a few other times as well, and I think it's very interesting and thought maybe it would warrant discussion here. So the first time it happened, I took the message from this lady whose mother had passed recently. Her body was already picked up and dressed at the funeral parlor. Visitation was scheduled for the following day. She calls me and is very weepy and asks if her mother's phone is still in her jacket pocket because they just got a call from her number. I end up dispatching the call, calling to the director to deliver the message verbally, and he says that he'll call her. But the body is in the casket and the casket is closed, waiting in the parlor. I say, wow, weird. And he kind of chuckles and says, this kind of thing happens more often than you would think. It's been a year or more since that call, and I just yesterday got another call similar for another funeral home. And other people I work with have had the same type of stories. Just wanted to get some outside opinions because it's interesting and creepy at the same time. So yeah, that happens a lot. Ghosts can manipulate energy and technology. The electronic devices that we have now emit a lot of energy. I actually have been struggling recently because I can only be in in front of a computer for so long lately. And it's because of the amount of energy that a computer gives out and how those waves are affecting me lately. Even on like a human level, you know, you can feel that. So spiritually, of course, you can feel that and you can manipulate it. And it's very easy to be able to call your loved one. So I think sometimes those phone calls happen as either final goodbye or just to say, hey, like, I know you're thinking about me. I actually have a story very similar to that that I'd completely forgotten about until I read this. It was my parents, myself, and a friend of theirs that they had living in our house. And we'd all gone to a diner to get some breakfast and we were sitting there. 
I pull out my cell phone and I look at it and it starts ringing. And it's ringing from the house landline, which would mean someone was home calling it. I open the phone call and it it sounds like static. Like static, but like someone's trying to say something, but it's almost murky and underwater. I don't know why, but I just immediately thought it was my grandmother. Just immediately. And I was like, okay, I got the message. I can't hear you, but I, I get the message. She wanted to talk to us or wanted to let us know that she was there and was looking over us and was watching out for us. And so we all kind of had like a moment around the table because we're just like, you know, that's so, so weird. It just came out of completely nowhere. And the house was completely vacant. Everybody was sitting around that table. So it does happen. And and I, I would agree with the person she was speaking with at the funeral parlor who said it happens more often than you think. And the last story is from The Unluckiest Clover. After seeing the spirit at my boyfriend's house, I feel like it almost marked me. I had two different feelings when I would go over to his house, normal or completely anxiety-ridden. Our relationship ended, and about two months later, I was home alone one night, and around three in the morning, I woke up. I fell asleep with the light on almost every night, so when I woke up, it was normal for my room to be lit. I wake up this night, open my eyes, and can't move my body. I scan the room and see something in the corner of my room watching me. It was a large black mass. Oh, you know how I feel about this. There's going to be a lot of cursing here in a moment. It was sharp. It was around six feet tall and hunched over a little. I could see its neck move and look around the room. My body was full of dread. That's the only way I can explain it. I gained the courage to grab my phone and I called my ex. I called him over and over and he didn't answer. Nobody else existed in my mind. I could not think. I pulled my blanket up to my shoulder to cover it from my peripheral view and laid there until the sun came up. I don't know why it left, but I know it was there for hours. I had a very difficult time looking in that corner for a few weeks after that night. It was physically painful to look at. A few months later, my ex and I were trying to work things out, and he asked why I called him so many times that night. I was embarrassed because I'm aware it was most likely sleep paralysis, but told him anyway. He told me he didn't answer his phone because something had just been watching him. He was afraid it was still around and didn't want me to get involved. You guys know how I feel about spirits who like to wake you up in the middle of the night, especially to scare you. That is so rude. That is so rude and disrespectful, and I just don't stand for it. And that's why I tell so many spirits to get the fuck out. Um, you know, you do not wake me up in the middle of the night. It's just, no. That's like the easiest way to piss me off. No. I, I get what she says by Mark to me. It sounds like that it, I, I mean, I don't know how long they were together. But it sounds like because she came over to the house, the spirit was like, oh, I like you too. And was just like, yeah, I'll be here or I'll be there. I'll be wherever I can be. So sleep paralysis, the whole theory behind it is it's something that happens to you and you can't move. And it's almost like you're in a half dream, half waking state that you can't get out of. When you're able to move, whatever you're seeing should not still be there. If you can move and what you're seeing is still there, it is no longer sleep paralysis. This very clearly was not sleep paralysis. It doesn't sound like it was sleep paralysis over at her ex's house either. It sounds like this is like a real entity and it's an entity that has some sort of intention and that very clearly likes both of them but did come from her ex's house. Not the best entity perhaps. Especially for the fact that it's just watching and filling you with dread. 
And this is something that I am a very big advocate of. If you are ever dealing with something and you feel a certain emotion, please listen to that emotion. So if you feel happiness, then great. Even if it's a spirit, then maybe you know this person or something. If, if you feel love, then you probably know this person. It's, it was an ancestor or something of that. And they're just guiding and watching over you and you happen to see them. If you're filled with dread, it's not a good entity. It's not. No, it's not at all. And it sounds like they need a cleansing into this house, honestly. I'm not really sure where the entity came from, but I do feel like it did come from somewhere, like it was sort of brought into the home or invited into her ex's home and then has just been there for a really long time. And since she was someone who had come over, it just developed a liking towards her. Now, those are all the stories we have. I hope you like them all. Thank you, everybody who submitted them. And thank you to all of our Reddit users who so very kindly gave me permission to read their story on the air. I do want to talk about something really special. While this is only numbered as episode 45, technically speaking, this is our episode 50. I'm so incredibly excited about that. I'm so proud. This podcast has grown a lot. It has really, really grown. It first started off with me saying, hey, I want everyone's paranormal stories and basically begging for them because our podcast was small and I was just really worried about stories and how we were going to keep doing episodes. And I knew that the subject matter might have to change slightly because of the lack of stories. And now we're on episode 50 and we still have content and we're still moving forward and we're still going strong. This podcast has grown so much. We are over 25,000 downloads. I wasn't going to do another like huge like celebration thing until we got to 50 because I think I did one for 20,000. But I just feel so lucky and I feel and I'm so grateful to everybody out there who has bothered to tune into the show, who submits a story. I have gotten tons of emails, especially lately, and a lot of people who have signed up for either the paranormal advice or the spiritual guidance service on the website and a bunch of people who have been able to help lately. So that makes me really, really happy. And this whole, like, just everything has really grown. It's, it's so beautiful, especially for me, because sometimes I'll go back and listen to episode one and my ears will cringe um, from how horrible that episode sounds compared to now where I've learned a little bit more about how to edit and produce the show so it sounds better or clearer, or how my voice has changed or how my speech patterns have changed from doing the show. I've realized when I'm talking to people, I definitely have more pauses and my voice is more calm and, and stuff like that. I feel more calm when I'm talking to other people, which has never really been a problem for me, but I'm not a huge fan of groups or crowds or having the spotlight put on me. And so I tend to more so work kind of in the background or in the shadows. I don't really like being in the light or the center of attention or really letting my light shine that brightly. And I've discovered that I feel comfortable now in that space. And it's because of this podcast. So this has just changed my life so much, whether it comes to podcasting or it comes to marketing or it comes to social media or it comes to anything. It gives me a huge way to express my own creativity as well and to remind me to do certain things like tarot card readings and things like that or to listen to the guidance that I'm given. It's just really, really beautiful. And the past year, even before the podcast and now with the podcast, it has just, it's really been a huge life changer. So 
I just want to say thank you to all of you guys for tuning in, writing your reviews, subscribing, talking about the show, sharing the show, commenting, replying, reaching out to me, talking to me. It's been a beautiful, beautiful process, and I thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart. What I learned this week, oh, this week has been a little hard because <laughs> while the hurricane was, what, like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, I can't even remember now. There was a whole period of time where I basically just spent doing nothing but work and then I came back and I'm now mostly impacted, but I'm not even completely impacted from the trip and it was just like a mess. Like everything was messy as far as I knew what I needed to do, but didn't know how I could move forward with it because I felt like I didn't have the time to. And I realized that whenever I had something that I actually really wanted to do, if I sat down for a second and really thought about it, I would either get the energy to do it right then and there, or get the energy to do it an hour later, or get the energy to do it another day. I had to learn that I still had what I needed in me to move forward and, and do all these things that I normally do. And I really, this whole week and the whole experience and everything that happened, it taught me, one, to always listen to my intuition, which I do, but Prior to the trip, I had gotten a message from one of my oracle cards. It was basically saying that I don't know the abundance that's coming to me. So to make sure that I don't overwhelm myself with too much, because if I do, I may not be able to correctly identify the next choices I need to make. And also for that, just to not overwhelm myself in general, even with those choices and decisions. So really, every time I'm thinking about something, sit down and weigh what is most important to me. And apparently I did that pretty accurately because things made a huge difference and things really changed. And a lot of the issues that I had have gotten resolved in the last couple of weeks. Everything that I've sat down and I've said, okay, you know what, I'm going to move forward with this decision. I'm going to move forward with this choice. It feels like I've done it all exactly when it needed to. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but Instead of sitting there and going like, eh, well, you know, I don't know, should have done this, should have not done this, instead of questioning it or thinking about that in any sort of way, I don't have that at all. I sat down and I said, you know what? Yes, this is a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. Okay, it's a good idea. Great, we're moving forward. That's it. There was no second question. There was no second guessing. I did whatever it was that needed to get done. Sometimes I didn't even need to ask the question. And no, I didn't see the abundance that was going to come back from it, but every single thing that I've put my energy and my time into, I've seen it make a difference, not only for me, but for other people too. And that has been such a beautiful and glorious process to see. And so what I want to share with you guys and what I want to empower you to do is to sit down and say, okay, when I'm looking at the things around me, and this goes back to, I know we talked about it, episode 43 that came out on Monday. We talked about how you've got to spend your time wisely, really decide what you want to move forward with. I had to do that for myself too. That's what got me into some of the situations over the last couple of weeks that I've been in. And that made a huge difference in my life. And so for it to make a huge difference in yours, when you guys are moving forward, you know, you're going to have things coming to you. You're going to have like abundance coming your way that you may not even see coming around the corner. It might blindside you. Or you may have a situation coming to you that you can't even find where there could be any abundance or any faith or any goodness in it at all. And just sit down and go, you know what? It's here. I just have to see 
how I need to move forward. It's one of those times where you've got to kind of leave it up to the universe, but just make sure that what you're doing, you feel comfortable doing. If you're laying in bed and you feel lazy or tired or you feel like you can't get out of bed, ask yourself what actually matters to you right now. Like ask yourself, why are you really in bed? Do you need rest? Because if you need rest, just do it. Those items that you're thinking about doing, they'll happen later. Or if you get that sudden like second wind of energy to get up and do that item, that's what you need to do right then and there. The universe is really working with each and every single one of us in a way where we can move forward with what we need to and we can gain goodness from that situation. We just need to really decide what is best for us and also have some faith in the universe too. Like this is one of those moments where it's like, okay, if you just give me half a second of your time, I swear I'll make it worth it. I feel like that's all the universe is saying to all of us right now. So just do that for yourself. Like it's okay. Feel empowered to do it feel great when you do it, you know, just tune into yourself and let yourself tune into the universe too and just let yourself be guided and move forward and grow into like an even better, more positive, more abundant version of yourself, a more loving version of yourself too, and a more peaceful version of yourself. So that's all we have today for our episode. Please take care, be safe, Love yourselves. That's always a very, very, very big part of this podcast and a very big part of everything I say. If I can give you nothing else, all I want is to help you love yourself no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, and know that you can have that love and love others as well. Have a good night. Have a good day. And as we always like to say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye. Bye.